if in the season two finale if the indie gold podcast and we got a special guest today with us we got our good friend the homie Kaz, west coast connection y'all know nothing about the uh the moves we're trying to make this is your yeah, host my, yeah my nigga, my nigga Kaz from oak park so he know he Ugly as fuck, and he just coming from Oak Park and shit. Not gonna do, nigga. It's just get on my motherfucking hood, like I won't get on your fucking line, dog. I beat you. <laughs> like this nigga is like blood missionary right here. Uh, yeah, like he be, he, yeah. he be preaching that blood that blood talk everywhere, the he, blood gospel. Yeah, he be. T- he be taking a missionary. He be taking a missionary from Bloods. I don't know what he talking yeah, about. Bitch ass, but, uh, there you go again, being mad disrespectful. Like, bitch, I didn't. You better chill. <laughs> nigga, I'm joking. Nigga, I'm joking. <laughs> Yo, people on the Yo. people watching this, you gotta excuse my my motherfucking son, Mister B, man. I ain't being his. Oh. I ain't being his life much because I know he's gonna grow up to be a fucking failure. Thank God he ran into a motherfucker like Fat Caesar, you know, because he turned my son to a failure to semi-okay. So, you know, shout out. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, shout us out to his motherfucking uh, godfather, Fat Caesar, man. I appreciate you. Damn. I, 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 always said, I always said in this season that one day I would get all my revenge for, for my roasting. I, I think Kaz was my secret weapon. Ah! You fuckhead <laughs> fuck bastard. I hate you. But yo, this is episode 30 of the Indie Gold Podcast. The season finale. Skew it on a Barbie. Let's get into the motherfucking show, bitches. In New York somewhere. I came there. I brought the two inch reel uh, and everything. And you made sure all the meters was going bam, bam, bam. And I think um, there was only maybe five different tracks to my production because I put all, all of the drums on one track. For the engineer can't mess it up. Don't mess up my drums. And um And we're, okay. and, we're, and we're back on the Indie Gold Podcast, and you know, we got the homie from motherfucking Oak Park, California, the big homie, young Kaz in the motherfucking building. What's going on, my nigga? Well, what's good, my nigga? What's good? What's good? And we, I just introduced you like I didn't like fucking insult you, and then you didn't insult the living shit out of me in the motherfucking introduction. That that be shit. Nigga, because you know, you really treading on thin ice with me, bro. <laughs> Am, am I really yo? If I'm trading on thin ice for the blood, I'm fucking hey, mad. He's calling me little blood, like nigga. Okay, you know what? That's it. With my son. I never call. I never call. Nah, nah, he ain't call you. He ain't call you little blood. I, you know, I would have concurred that statement just yeah. to see the, the extra, the the you fear that would have been. You almost lost your breathing privileges there, my dude. You know. I was about to say, like, I know this nigga don't be going to California and going up to Bloods and calling them little. <laughs> nah, that's not what I be doing on my spare time. My little blood niggas, my little blood niggas, but at the same time, I mean, it is what Yo, it is. Yo, playing here, Charles. Yeah, yeah, man. Look, man, all I know is that we got the homie, Young Kaz, on the fucking show. It's been a long time. Before we get into the show, 
Uh, Still Ugly Festival fucking happened. That shit was overly motherfucking packed. And then I got calls about, yo, a certain somebody, your cousin, is out here wilding on Twitter. And I was like, yo, on some real shit, if you was a real motherfucking person who and certain values like that I have feeling that if the culture is progressing then I know that you're you're my homie but you know I, I affiliate myself with the breakaway 100 goons pen and pistols and all other motherfuckers and I see that they those are my brothers those are my cousins that's, how, that's how I consider them they family so you know consider that person fucking disavowed from the family he is no longer a part of the family you can't see how great the culture is progressing I, I just love how people just call people like clones and shit like that but you know this hip-hop event shit been going on way before this these motherfuckers been doing it so i just want people to understand like in the end of the day man like you can't be coming around acting like you own this shit you don't own this shit no everybody can't be under you neither that's not how this whole shit works. So at the end of the day, man, still Ugly Festival is one of the biggest, most successful events in Jersey City. No, it was overly packed with a bunch of niggas. It was fun. I couldn't stay for the whole damn thing, but PD and Crave did a great job of uniting the city, and that's what it was supposed to happen. Man. That's how it's always going to be. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. It's for show. What Getting a statement uh, just made right now. Should have voted for your ass. Look, man. <laughs> if I if I if I ever get into politics, nigga, y'all y'all motherfuckers are gonna be rich anyway. Bullshit! If you ever get into politics, your first act of business is giving me my own island, so I won't be around your ass. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I want. I'll be in the administration. I'll be yo. I'll be <laughs> yo. Word up! I'll be like Joe Biden, bro. Hey, in there. what the fans don't know is we kicks it every day somehow some way like obviously we can't be around each other so that's what the beautiful thing about the internet is so we around each other every day and i can honestly say this like mr b i'm pretty sure you go you gonna agree with me on this yeah yeah, yeah. I charles the fuck off like he fucking hates me sometimes this he's gonna He's gonna flip. So if he becomes president, look, yo, <laughs> Cash, you gonna run against him on purpose just because? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nigga, oh. you gonna be the Democrat? I'm gonna be the Republican because they wear red. Hey, I was yo. just gonna ask you that, yo. Which party wears red? I definitely be have a fuck with the Democrats, my nigga. This, Democrats. this nigga gonna be like, nigga gonna be like, like yes, vote for Cass, oh. a blood you can fuck with. <laughs> I let him tell you. I fucks with it. <laughs> hey. Yo, real talk, man. First, first order. Make America order bang again. <laughs> Make America wool again. <laughs> nah, man. The first, the first, the first order of presidency. I'm gonna build a wall around Oak Park, California, and. Uh, <laughs> you know nah, what? You know what? Hey, real shit. <laughs> you be doing a lot of motherfuckers a favor. <laughs> motherfuckers that ain't from my neighborhood that would really enjoy that. <laughs> hey, like, yo, keep them crazy ass niggas in Oak Park. Don't let them come out of Oak Park. They can't. 
They can't even come out of Oak Park. They can't look. The bridge, I mean, I mean, the, the wall gonna start at Fruit Ridge, and that's where it is. You can't go nowhere else. Oh, bro, I got a question though. Do y'all really got a park over there somewhere? Like, I'm saying, <laughs> there's swings and, and the slide. You know, can, can I bring my children that nah. have yet to be uh, really in the uh, uh, unless, unless, unless you want your, your children to start early with gun wounds, you, you want them to come to Oak Park and the, then whatever park they got, yo. Oh, bro, it's not even... Okay, look, really? My neighborhood is like this. If you're not banging, you come to my neighborhood and you just with your family, because we got a shitload of parks. We got McClatchy Park. We got motherfucking... Uh, it's a shitload of parks, my dude. It's so many parks in my neighborhood. But... The main one is the main one is McClatchy. Yeah, so, yo, that's gonna be um, Fancy's next new album, McClatchy Park. <laughs> no, nah, look, McClatchy Park is like a big park in my neighborhood. It got like it has a stage for performances. Like that's one of the things I want to talk to Latchy about. If you ever came to my city and wanted to do a show, it has a stage, like a legit stage on the show. I mean, I mean, excuse me, a, le- a legit stage at the park. You can do a show there. Got a, it, it, it's a huge park. It got a stage. It has a baseball field. It has a swimming pool. Plus, it has a skate park. And then it has a little kid, little jungle gyms and shit they just rebuilt. So, yo, man, it, it's it's not really. My neighborhood is only. My neighborhood is built on a lot of things. It's not really built on gang banging. We was at one point in time, bro. My neighborhood was like. The cornucopia of anything black. Mm. So, that being said, it's a lot of morals and values in my neighborhood. But with any neighborhood, there's a lot of good that goes with the bad. So, I mean, it is just what it is on that one. But you know, you you guys are more than welcome to come through the neighborhood. Charles, you can't come because you might piss somebody off, and I'm about to get them the fuck off of you. And you know, I don't want to. Well, first and foremost, I bet you if I ever met, if I ever met you in person, I'll treat you as if you're my brother and you're a man of respect. I, when it's online, on fucking PSN and shit like that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a shit talker because that's what I'm gonna do. Oh yeah, you know, he, that's no, how he, life he, is. he does. I will say, Charles, yo, Mr. B, he knows how to be a host. Like but he definitely it, knows how to be a host. Dude, it's A1. We talk shit, Charles. You my brother already. I'd kill and die. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love you, dude. Come on, stop being a bitch. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saying, yo, man. This, like, this, nigga, this nigga tell me, yo, I love you, but yo, stop being a bitch. Yo, saying you love me already is like saying like some bitch already. Little bird got to put you in your place sometime. That's what I do. Yeah, man. But you know what, yo. though? One thing that I, uh, I wanted to... To bring up, you know, one of the reasons that that we also got Kaz here is like Kaz got to witness history, musical well, history. Well, well, I can't call that shit history. To be honest, it's culmination of things that I knew was gonna happen. I knew this nigga was gonna lose his mind for a fucking long time. Kanye West done fucking lost his mind. He and my that is I history. Had- Oh my god, that nigga is in psychiatric cold by the Illuminati right the fuck now, and um. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I like. Look, man. I want to know the experience because I want because you told me that he only performed two songs, not three. Is there a smoking section in this place, man? Because I'm about to get real irritated. 
you you might go ahead, man. You might go ahead and say what you gotta say. You do what you do, man. Like yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Yo, get yo get telling people what you what, what the whole shit was about, man. All right, look. So this how the situation went down. Me and my so, wife, you know what I'm saying? Shout out my baby. I love you, baby. I'm on TV. Uh, we uh, you know what to see, go out to. You on the podcast? You on the podcast? Just make but nigga, you interrupt me again, bro. I'm hanging you from the biggest tree in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's my word, yo. I'm not playing. <laughs> but look, we went to this little Kanye West thing, you know, little event. You know, it's it's it's, it's the new arena in Sacramento, the Golden One Arena, new new arena. So we want to go check it out. We get up there. First of all, the nigga was late. Oh, yeah. That's first and foremost. The nigga was late. So he gets there, whatever, whatever happens. It ain't really all that spectacular. Uh, he performs two songs. Two songs. And I can't really tell you the name of them because I'm not really a Kanye West fan any longer. Um... Then he does this 15-minute rant about a bunch of bullshit that nobody in Sacramento gives a fuck about. And he says some disrespectful shit and then runs off stage. The Wait a minute. How he run off stage when the shit's... Wait, how he run off stage when the Mercedes floating? It came down. He ran to the back of the stage. I don't know what the fuck happened beforehand. But the nigga was gone. <laughs> like, Ye has left the building. And with good measure, because I don't know who that person was he took a picture with or that video with on Instagram when he was driving away. But let that would have been any one of me or my people. Kanye West is getting dragged out of his car and beat the fuck up on K Street. That's just 100. Damn. So for those who don't know, um, some of the things that Kanye said, Mr. B, I know you had to take some quotables. Well, look, I was gonna say it like this: it's a culmination of like, first and foremost, Kanye. I, I'm glad I went to the Washington concert before Kanye wanted to rant about every fucking thing in the goddamn world, because he put on a great show then. Now I'm kind of afraid to even put my money, even though he he refunded everybody their money. For the tour, and now he's in psychiatric hold. But um, for what I, I've I've like gathered from the um transcript, it's pretty much he was talking about DJ Khaled and um Drake's song "Fuck for Free" being on on fucking radio. First and foremost, that song is fucking hot. So without all the bullshit that y'all think y'all you know whatever he's talking about, that song is gonna be on the radio as it is. That song is hot. It really is though. And it's like it has that feel good vibe and everything. Yeah, it's that's, like, one thing. that's just one thing that's accept. I mean, when a person makes a good a good track, for instance, a good track, and he's already in the limelight, of course the media, the masses, is going to eat it up and request it nonstop. So being upset about you know a song being played on the radio, that one, one record, you, well. Drake has had many records played on the radio in in, in No, but he, he actually singled out that one record and I was like, why that record? That record is actually a fucking smash. 
Well, maybe he has a personal vendetta. Maybe he wanted to get up on the song and Drake, you know, Drake gave him the. Well, well, don't him and Drake. Ain't have nobody want to hear nothing about bleached assholes and stuff. You know, like that's what he's <laughs> rapping about now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yo, somebody actually talked to me, like, yo, man, you heard that Kanye West song, like, about bleach assholes and shit like that, like, like do you, you fuck a girl from the back, do you, does bleach get on your, a bleach get on your t-shirt from a bleach asshole, I'm like, nigga, I don't know, man, I don't fuck these damn I'm like, nigga, you got, how you got first world problems when you're rich, nigga? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, B? Like, how you got that going on? But, yo, man. Kanye West is trying so hard to be, I don't know. Prince. He's trying his best to be revolutionary at this point. Like you know, he's, I, like he's not that he's not. I mean, first and foremost, one thing you will never be, and and you know what? I can't even say he will never be president. You can't. We said the same shit about Donald Trump. Yeah, but there's one thing that Donald Trump got that Kanye West don't got: white skin. Hey, Kanye got Trump. Anything is possible. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. Donald Trump will deport Kim Kardashian and put her in the wrong Middle Eastern country. He probably would. I'm not going to lie. That's some but Like stuff Armenia? Stuff. I don't know. You're not from no Armenia. Aren't Armenians blonde? You're from Syria. Go back now. Go. Man, is this a freedom of speech show? If this is what? Is this a freedom of speech show? Yes, what do you it mean is. by that? Yes, it is. Fuck Donald Trump. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We. Yo. How many times have we said that? This yo. Last season. Yo. And shout out to fucking this seventeen events the hour the ugly festival who fucking just put fuck Donald Trump in the motherfucking all uh, in their set <laughs> for no reason. I'm gonna need somewhere in this show. Whenever I say fuck Donald Trump, I'm gonna need YG song to play at least once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo. The whole fucking crowd went the fuck wild. I was like, yeah, this house is just supposed to go there. But yo, yeah. <laughs> yo, real, real American policy. Yeah, man. Like shit's crazy out here. But on the other, other hand, of things. Kanye West, the niggas and motherfuckers, psychiatric hole. The nigga ain't have Thanksgiving plate and shit. You know that's that's sad and all that, but um, you know, I don't, I don't get the whole thing. I really feel as if you know what is he is he really crazy? Well, we already know he's crazy. Like, does he need some help? Does he need Charlie Murphy and Eddie Murphy to beat his legs up? Like, do you need somebody <laughs> like to? Do you need somebody to like? All the people who used to be around him in, in the old days are like. Penning letters saying like I wish I could be around you because I was not one of the yes men that were around you. And I was just was like, damn, I feel sorry for that nigga. He got a lot of yes men about him. I heard about the that twisted wrote him. That's, that's heartfelt, especially in today's age in Hollywood where praying is frowned upon. You know? Yeah, that's that's weird as fuck, to be honest. But you know what? I'm not gonna dismiss the fact that he might have some mental issues. I'm not gonna dismiss the fact that you know he might need some help, you know, and you know, punch his legs might give him some help. You know, maybe he might put 
some like you know fill up the holes in his clothing maybe i don't know what the hell he's gonna do but um why is he trying so hard to be poe and look poe and then why is he charging so much for it I, I, I don't get that shit. And I, you know honestly, what? I, I, I do, but he's not going about it the right way. What he's trying to do is he's hoping it appeals to white people. And in his mind, he's like, I want two motherfuckers to pay seven, eight, nine hundred to a thousand dollars for a piece of clothing that makes you look like one of my ancestors that were a slave. I want you to be a slave. I want you to spend all your money to look like a slave. I want you to look like my oppression. Is that what he's doing? I think he might be He's not going about it right, but I know that's what he wants to do. Okay, well look. This is what we're going to (laughs) do. Mr. B. Yes, sir. I need you to go to your nearest Goodwill. (laughs) (laughs) Pick up a hundred sweatshirts. A hundred sweatpants. Get me a pair of safety scissors, some glitter, and some and some markers. We about to get rich. <laughs> oh, I'm down with yeah. that. Why not? <laughs> yo, but yo, on to this tribe called Quest album review. Yo, on some real shit. Um, Lash, did you get a chance to listen to the album? Yes, I did. I don't say it's right now. Now. Man of Tribe Called Quest for all these years, like I, I have been, and maybe count the other people who are part of Golden Air Music Group, probably not cast. I think he likes gangster shit all the time. I'm lying. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I fucked with a tri- Yo, RIP Fife Dog, my nigga. RIP yeah, Fife Dog. Oh, oh, yeah, damn. Word up, man. I feel like a jackass now. Thanks yeah, for you're a dick. I'm moving. Like, come on, man. Uh, you see this guy? Oh, man. Like, this nigga hey. act like all you listen to is Mac 10 all day. I, I barely listen to Mac. You know what? I'm not for it. I'm just not for it. Do people really listen to Mac Ten this day and age? Mac <laughs> like, Ten really. did have some dope albums, bro. I listen this to Mac, Mac Ten. song I listen to, and this is probably gonna make my make Charles's point fat. The last <laughs> ones, Mac Ten song, or at least the last song I heard Mac Ten on was the Bick and Back B and Boo remix with Big Y, Mac Ten, and uh. DJ Quick, shout out, yo, 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 shout out, OG Big Y, my nigga. I see you, whoop. You know what I'm saying? Word. But Word. Word. you, but that was the last one, and that was yeah. about three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, man, on 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 everything, the Child Called Quest album, good. I will, I will say that. Nice. It's a modern, like I, I think it's, I think it did a couple of things. Um, it spread awareness. Yeah. And um, I also think it proved that hip-hop can actually be ageless, that hip-hop ain't about your age. Like, it's about how you do it. Like, yo, Tribe Called Quest sold more than a lot of new people that came out that same week. Sold 150,000 copies in the first week, my nigga. Like, it's just told you right now that old school hip-hop still got it. And, and like and hip-hop is ageless i'm tired of these fucking new rappers talking about old people and all that stuff and, and it's vice versa too but i always want people to understand we need to stop making age limits giving the age limits when everybody in every other genre has been going on to the age of 
60 and 70. That's just, that shit is kind of fucked up. I feel as if, yeah, I understand people think that hip hop is a young man's game. No, it's a game for everyone because everyone loves hip hop. Bro, Even, Celia Cruz was like almost in her 70s, the last major hit she had before she died. So it's like, you're right about other styles of music. Like, you're talking about, a, you know, old woman here, and she was still killing it. In rock, the Rolling Stones still be going on tour, and they still be getting the hoes. That's the realest shit in the world. So I feel like this. This Tribe Called Quest album thing from Consequence uh, to Kendrick. Buster Rhymes killed it. I felt that he came back with a Dungeon Dragon flow. That he had to because he, he had that right energy now to, you know, like he was around that energy again. Like that's, you know, there's a vibe when they all get together. Um, what, what tracks I like from the, I liked Mobius. Like I know Anthony Fantano from the Needle Drop doesn't like Mobius, but I felt like Mobius was dope as fuck. I, fe- I heard West had some pre had some like uh, production on that one. And I could tell it was him because the certain style I heard was just like old college dropout Kanye production to me. But then again, they said that Q to produce the entire album, so I don't really know. But I've heard certain things. I was like, yeah, but you know, like, there has there's a there's an influence. There was an influence, most definitely. Like the, but other than that, the entire album, man. Like I, I really couldn't stop listening to it from beginning to end. It's too, it's too fucking, it's too disc actually, from what I've heard. Now sold a hundred fifty thousand copies, which is great. And I think also, um, uh, De La Soul, who dropped the anonymous nobody, anonymous nobody, uh, earlier this year. Um, they sold about a lot, a lot of over a hundred thousand copies. So, you know, is this telling? It's just showing and proving that you know what, hip hop is timeless and it's ageless. And regardless of what, as long as you can make great music, for you out here. And um, I'm gonna give the, you know, what's the name of the album? God damn, it's a long ass fucking title. Um, thank you for your service. Something like that? I think that was me. Yeah, I think it's like we got it from here. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll give that album a nine out of ten. Okay. I don't mean to cut you off, but like how you were saying hip hop is 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 an age an ageless interaction. This is a true statement. Like look at people like my man E40. Who yeah. just oh, oh, real talk that E40 outlet just dropped. That shit's fire as fuck, man. Yo, Yo, I'm telling niggas about E40. Fun fact about uh, that E40 album there's an individual from my neighborhood on that album. He produced the song and he did a hook for that song on his album called uh, Fake Lit. My boy June on the Beat. Shout out to my boy June on the Beat. Word, word, man. Like, yo. Oh, I think I've seen his YouTube, bro. Honestly. Oh, yeah. June been lit for the longest, bro. Like, June is one of the most. <clears throat> June is an up and com- I don't even want to call him up and coming because he's already he already got signed to a, a major label out here in California. And then he's doing his own thing. June been lit for the longest. Like, a lot of ageless tracks have come from June as of 
shit. I want to say the longest. I can't even really put an age limit on it. I mean, like a little, like like an exact time. But he's been doing this thing for a minute. You know what I'm saying? But people like <clears throat> forty and like you said, Buster Rhymes. People like that will never die. Like if say Method Man comes out with a new album. Oh, that's gonna be fire. Say Red Man comes out with a new album. Fire. And actually, I think he did like what, like a year or two ago. Uh, yeah, it was Mudface. That shit was dope. Like he's gonna it be was dropping. Fire, yeah. He's gonna be dropping. He's gonna be, dropping, he's gonna be dropping Money Warriors next year. Money Warriors Part Two. And it's not about an age. It's not about it being ageless. It's about what you have to offer. See, in this day and age, you have rappers. You know. Students of the game, teachers, lyricists, you know what I'm saying? People that know how to get a party jumping. And then you have, what do I call these motherfuckers? I call them troll rappers because they like, well, can't be. I can't call them rappers because that's disrespect to every rapper who's ever blessed the mic. Yo, did you hear about Lil Yachty saying that you sorry about saying what you said about Biggie? What? <laughs> Hold up. What? When did this happen? This happened just re- like before we even started the fucking broadcast. I actually read this article about the fact that he never heard a Biggie or a fucking um, Tupac record all his life, even though his father, who has been a manager for Dead Prez, which is the most craziest shit in the world, man, never showed him any Biggie nor. Tupac music, but he said he actually finally got to listen really into Biggie's music, and he said I was so wrong for what I said. I hope Lil Boat gets smacked by a little boat. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm at least glad that he admits that he said some bullshit because it was some Man, bullshit. Should have never been said, dude. Like you should never open your mouth and speak ill. And I'm a West Coast nigga. You should never open your mouth and speak ill about Notorious B.I.G. He spoke ill about both of them, him and Pac. You should never speak ill about any dude. You suck as a person. I don't say that. I don't know him personally. But you suck as a rapper. You're. I can't even put suck on you. His oh. new freestyle is like the worst Your garbage. His freestyle is a testament to anything he's ever done. Which means it sucks. It's garbage. It's garbo. You, you don't even deserve the rest of the letters. You get one syllable. Actually, two syllables. Garbo. Yo, man. But yo, yo. Fuck, fuck, fuck all these mumble rappers, man. We're going to get into the God, the motherfucking lyricists of all time, Nas. And um, there's been this like. Bullshit in the world that people think that Nas is broken. He ain't got the same business sense as Jay Z, and I'm just like, he's going about it differently. Portfolio, nigga. Portfolio, nigga. Seeing Nas is my favorite rapper of all time, and now that I see that he's trying to prosper in his day and age, he's under. He ain't got a good friend around him that said, you know what, I'm bacon. And I think you should get into it too. And he got he got into investment banking. So I'ma tell you 
that he has invested into. One, I think everybody should know about this one is, of course, he's that he should he raised about like forty million. Uh, I don't know the name. I don't know what this this company is about. These next couple companies is about, but this company called Casper, and it should be a five hundred and fifty million dollar evaluation. He named the company after me. Your name is not Casper. Your name is not Cal. Your name is not Casper, nigga. That 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 is my nickname. I just shut it up. You know, yes, on everything I love. Uh, the Robin Hood. He raised about fifty million in the Series B. This company called Tilt. He will have a four hundred million dollar valuation, and this General Assembly, seventy million in the Series D. But his biggest investments. He's what? Invested, he's invested in Lyft, and it's a five point five billion dollar valuation. In in Dropbox, which is a ten billion valuation. Billion dollar valuation, damn. So I want y'all to understand something. Fucking research, bitch. <laughs> like, I'm tired of y'all talking about how lyrical rappers ain't making no fucking money. Lyrical rappers and fucking conscious rappers know how to be fucking smart. And I think it took him to be 40 to fucking understand, like, alright. Carry give it towards somebody else, but I'm gonna get rich. But at the end of the day, he got the mass appeal the label, which is an amazing label. I would love to work for them because they have great artists from Run the Jewels to Boldy James. Uh, few. I know they, they have uh, Jay Dillard's um, estate and they have Pimp C's estate. You, you get kind of, he's kind of been doing pretty good. I don't know, probably better than Rock Nation, probably, but I'm not going to get into that. I might one day have a business meeting with Jay-Z and, you know, to, and to talk about this douce that I was sipping a couple minutes ago. I'm no longer drunk. I'm pretty much pretty good right now. We don't believe this nigga, but anyway. Like, look, man, you always, always, always put a ginger beer in, in, a, in, a, in a garnish of lime in your, in your motherfucking douce. You could have yourself this motherfucker. Garnish had yourself a Ducey sidecar, you know that's how that shit is, man. This shit is the most amazing drink in the world. It's spicy and sweet at the same time, and you'll get drunk. <laughs> Yo, I I just thought this nigga was about to say, "Drink my beer, <laughs> bitch." <laughs> Yo, shit. <laughs> Yo, Mr. But, um, Mr. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <Fucking> stupid. <laughs> Yo, man. But um, yeah, man. Like I, like I said, I've already told some certain people that, like, you know, once we get a lot of money, I'm gonna start an investment firm. Yeah. Golden Air Musical is the start of all this. It's the, it's the, it's the stepping, it's the stepping stone to the biggest. Of all of our lives, and I say, like, I'm gonna get people 
Now I might say minorities because Caesar is is not black, but he is kind of black. But it's okay. No. I mean, I'm Dominican, so you know, I'm I'm still I'm still there. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Just I'm I'm more brown, but I'm black. <laughs> My nigga Caesar is just really light skin. Yeah, he likes. I like skin too. I'm, I'm kind of, kind of on, 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 on the albino black and shit. Nah, I'm not albino, but um, I'm gonna get my closest black friends together, you know, minority friends, and we're gonna probably put our money together and we're gonna start investing in businesses. But you know, I want to do my research. I want to be like the, the face of this. I want to make sure that I got this shit the way it needs to go. And, um, you know, I'm still going to keep doing my research, man. Like, this record label thing is beautiful. I love what I'm doing. The podcasting thing is great. This is what we do for a living. But, um, you know what? Our eggs in this media basket. We need to invest in technology. Upstart companies. And I feel like, you know what? If we get those type of if we get that type of money and we're gonna start doing this shit. I mean that's that's exactly what we need to do, bro, because like we live in we live in some crazy times. And um this kinda goes into our next topic because um white supremacy, we know it ain't go nowhere, but organized white supremacy is back with a vengeance and they're using technology at their disposal now i want everybody listening right now to picture the ku klux klan in a corporate structure that is Mm. the alt right headed by richard spencer and probably one of the biggest reasons that there has been new evidence of voter suppression and a lot of other bullshit that has helped president-elect Donald Trump get to, uh, you know, get elected and everything. And they really have a movement, and it's it's crazy. It's like it's not like okay, I'm gonna kill you. I hate all you niggers and spicks. It's more like I hate all you niggers and spicks. But you know what? I don't want to kill you. I just want you to leave America so that we can have a nice all-white utopia. So how about you go back to Latin America and you go back to Africa? Or if now, and, and, and instead of killing you, I'm going to pass legislation to force you to leave. Going to make it so hard for you. You'll want to leave because you shouldn't be here because America should be white. Now oh, I'm sorry. I saw. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off. You said uh, we're not supposed to be here, huh? That's funny. I could have swore that they brought us here. And not yeah, only that, that, that you supposedly you supposedly found America with people on it, motherfucker. You suck ass bitch. And, and, and not for nothing, those people you found, you know, all those immigrants, quote unquote, that you say are here illegally, they're kind of the descendants of native peoples. And I'm gonna tell y'all some real shit, man. I saw the uh the interview Roland Martin had with the guy who uh was what's this, what's Richard this Spencer. Name for Ola? That's that's he the nigga that was hailing Trump like if he was Hitler himself. He had yeah. He said that shit was just for spectacle. Motherfucker, are you crazy? 
his books just say otherwise and see this is what i hate about the current administration trying to get into the white house like i'm not gonna go into that whole war thing but i already told you you know over the phone that there's a lot of action being taken right now to try to prevent that man from getting into power but um like yeah this this all right like that's the problem with these people they say oh we're not racist Oh yeah, we're not intolerant, but their actions, like how Trump just put um, who is it? Steve Steve Bannon, yeah, who is Steve Bannon has a podcast. Like imagine a, a, a white supremacy indie gold podcast. That oh, would God. be Steve Bannon's show that he has oh, on his <laughs> network. Now I'm not changing. Now now it's changing the name of our podcast now. <laughs> He don't say indie gold though, bro. I'm just saying that like it is comparable to us. Like you know, he speaks what's on his mind, and what's on his mind is a lot of racism against Jews, blacks, Hispanics, women, gay people. What you know, bothered, bothered me about what the guy said? He said that white people are awakening, and we're going to take what's ours. Yeah. Yeah, he said that America was con. They they recognized that America was conquered, and that this land is for them and their posterity. Those those were the words that they used. Yeah, so you know this alt alt right shit, man. They need to go alt left to the alt left, nigga. Like I don't I don't get what the fuck is the whole shit. These, these motherfuckers are neo Nazis, nigga. I don't give a fuck. What they the are, and they even have they have their own slang, like online. Like they go on Twitter, they go on different social media, and they have their own slang, and you know they have their own language. Like they they know how to say certain racist things out in the open that you'll be like, yo, honestly, I don't know what he just said right now. I don't understand. You know what? What he just said or what he just did, and yeah. um, that that's what they do, and um, like, they're very. Like, Go ahead. Own, just like how we got our own slang, that's probably why the fucking reason why so why they have their own. They want to know how they want to have their own ways of communication within each other, and that's why they're doing what the way they're doing. But I'm just really oh, they now, claim that white people are discriminated against more than anybody now in this country. No, that no, now no, if, no, if we go because of affirmative no, no. action, if we well, let's be real, go, let's be real here. I'm telling you what they believe. Not, not, I, I didn't say no, I believe. Nah, because what Roland Martin has put into play, and I, I, I understood what he was trying to say, because he really couldn't really give this fucker any goddamn like leeway, because all the shit he was saying was straight up stupid. And he was hanging himself throughout the entire time. But um, this fucker really has tried to say that white people are the most unemployed, or unemployed, or they're like, you know, it's hard for white people to get a job. And state that white women get more jobs than white men so what you're really trying to say you're more afraid of being inferior to white women and more than that because i want to explain something that a lot of people you know in that movement 
and a lot of white people in general don't understand okay white people that live in rural america they want to live a certain way they want to have they want their jobs a certain way they want the coal factory to come back they want a lot of outdated things to come back and one thing that they're not understanding is no matter who's president no matter who makes you a promise no matter who says anything there are jobs that you want that are never coming back and the only reason you're poor is because rather than live by facts you want to live through tradition no 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 we're right everybody else is wrong this is how we do things and you guys are like willing to starve and die for your pride rather than accept the facts that there is climate change so we needed to discover new sources of energy and the energy that unfortunately provided you guys with a with a lot of jobs is outdated bad for the earth natural gas replaced coal and solar and wind are in the process of replacing natural gas and coal ain't never coming back so it don't matter how many times trump will have a sign saying trump digs coal and you're like yeah he digs coal you hear that martha the, the factory's gonna be back and we're gonna play pool every thursday night like the good old days no <laughs> billy bob ain't never ever ever bringing jello to your house on a friday night ever again and you will <laughs> never play gin and rummy on the roof of the factory no. ever. <laughs> you old as hell. Yo, yo, Latch, you made my girl crack the fuck up with me. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's truth. No more gin and rummy. No more, you know, it, it's not happening. It's done. No, it's none. It's done. Only gin, only gin is only gin we doing now is Seagrams. Yes, with Tangeray, orange Tangeray. Shout out. <laughs> Shit, man. But yo, man, um, that cat, yo, when fucking. First and foremost, when you take a motherfucking picture, a selfie, with a fucking selfie stick, you're a fucking narcissistic bitch. So when I saw Mike Pence take his fucking selfie with all the motherfucking cabinet members of Trump's cabinet, which is a sea of... Nigga, I thought fucking... it was a sequel to Powder. I thought Powder Part 2 was coming out, nigga. I was like, oh, <laughs> snap, Powder is back. Shit, the motherfuckers looked like they was all like it was like a fucking like a fucking a congress of milk. Like I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like I was, was just like, yo, bad, a cop milk commercial. I don't know, man. I see teacher, bro, and 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 I saw one black guy. Maybe he was trying to find a bathroom or some shit. <laughs> oh, that is the wrong fucking room I was supposed to be in. Exactly. That nigga went in that room and he was like, "What is going on in here? I gotta warn everybody." Hey, that nigga walked out. Wait a minute. <laughs> he might oh, be the one who oh, took oh, the picture. He's like, yo, okay, this ain't right. I gotta let everybody in America know what's going on. These niggas is plotting right now. These I bet you on is... the I bet you they got a uh, <laughs> a swastika selfie stick. <laughs> Bro, and I bet you they had hors d'oeuvres too. <laughs> and that shit had no kind of season on it whatsoever. They had, the they had they had like, 
And just like Taxone said, a fucking unseasoned turkey and a dry turkey is a clear sign of white supremacy. <laughs> they were like, so no, they were like, nope, sorry, Leroy, no giblets, none. They like they throw the giblets out of hatred, bro. Hey, speaking of uh, Thanksgiving, I meant to ask you, how was your Thanksgiving, Caesar? It was great. It was great, and um. The funny thing is, you know, we here talking about white people and some of the people that um, I got the pleasure eating with were some really cool, open minded white people. And, you know, it just goes to show that um, when we talk about white people, we don't mean all white people. But if you down with the alt right, fuck you. Yo, like real talk, a lot of people, I, I don't have a hatred towards the white race. I think uh, I like my gringos, yo. Like they're the homies. There's some pretty cool white people out there. Eminem, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, the guy who uh <laughs> he's dope as shit too. <laughs> you got, the Jews got some black in them though. Like look at that hair Adam Sandler got like you know, I, I really wouldn't call him a white dude. Like that that is straight up nappy curly hair. No, nah, but um <laughs> also, real shit. I, I, I wish you know we wouldn't be like putting this in the situation that I have white people when you know my nieces and my nephews are half white. Everybody and, got uh, white people in their family, dog. Everybody. And, you know, and, and, and my and my um, my aunt is white, so you know I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not, I don't hate white people. I love them. I love certain people, but I hate when I have to really explain to you how fucked up black people got in America. And you can't relate, or well, first of all, you can't relate to it, but you can't have a certain bit of understanding. My biggest issue. But see, I like to. But I, I like to give a special shout out though to the white people that are part of the struggle. Like ever since this whole election thing happened, you know, I did go out and I did go to some protests. And like real talk, there was some real passionate white people, yo, know, willing to lose their freedom that night because they want to express the fact that minorities have rights, gays have rights, everybody has rights, and that you know it's supposed to be one nation and that black lives matter like i it, like i literally saw like there were white girls screaming black lives matter that's well well you know you know shout out to those white girls you know y'all like black dick inside your fucking vagina. yo you stop me from saying it yo you stop me from saying oh uh, and and ladies charles is single so all you white ladies that that are down for black lives <laughs> See no. when see when I was getting ready, or I was thinking about doing an intro for this show. I was gonna talk about I was just laying with some white women before this fucking show, drinking some douce, but that that shit was gonna be false. But um, <laughs> but oh uh, yo man, yeah, but, but all you all you liberal white girls, yeah. liberal. Well, wait a minute, this is real. This is Mister B. We talking about any liberal white girls who went who wear uh. Who wear goddamn what's some shoes called? Uh, who wear? Uh, if you wear them Dorothy red sneakers from the Wizard of Oz, holla at that nigga. Uh, any white girl that wear Tims and say my guy, Big C is looking for you. Mr. Oh yeah, that too. All you white women from New York who Italian and Polish, yo, <laughs> holla at this nigga. Make sure you got yo, your Tims. I'm an Armenian now. Yo, I want a Kanye chick. Yo, I want. A you want a Kanye Armenian. chick? You want Armenian? Armenian. You want? <laughs> you, 
mind and go crazy and run on stage for 15 minutes, chick. Okay. I got you. I see you. Damn fucking right. I'm one of them that's going to make me smoke crack in a fucking bunny lounge and die halfway and get brain dead. Oh, oh, oh. Shout out to Shout out to Lamar Odom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Yo, on to this fuckhead motherfucker. First and foremost, I'm tired of the fact that has been the most Mayor Beverly wailing my nigga hold up before you continue anything I just thought about her fucking name and the fact that I look at her picture and she kind of looked like a whale yo my nigga it's lit you about to get this bitch yo I was about to introduce the whole section but fuck it man we gonna destroy this bitch cause I'm just like yo you really have no point of fucking talking you look like the love child of fat bastard and marshmallow fluff you should never <laughs> ever have no fucking this bitch out here looking like the first ever man bear pig and shit not the love talk about something <laughs> Yo, yo, yo my motherfucking, motherfucking, what's her name? Yeah, I forgot her damn name. I'm drunk as hell. But yo, she look like the gentrified version of Agatha Trunchbull from Matilda and shit. Like you can't be fucking oh around. God, like. I'm done with life. Maybe out here. Yo, why you like Michelle when you out here looking like an albino motherfucking gorilla? Like you got your. Oh damn, I had that joke. <laughs> yo, man, she look like Crane from the Ninja Turtles and shit. Like what the fuck, yo? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this bitch over here looking like a obese motherfucking Ivan Ooze and shit. She look like an inbred from the hills have eyes and shit. <laughs> no, no homo bitch look, look just like Hank Hill's ass and shit. Fuck out of here. Please <laughs> <laughs> that Hank Hill's ass. Yo, she look like the direct result of a Michelin man fucking a Twinkie. <laughs> Yo, I am done. And see, I was thinking about that too. I was like, "What's that nigga called?" Oh yeah, the Michelin Man. Yo, why? <laughs> yo, why does it look like she injected shitload of motherfucking mayonnaise in her fucking vein every night? <laughs> this bitch yo, swallows she oil. Yo, she the last person to call somebody a prank when she looked like a motherfucking albino orangutan. Got <laughs> like, the nerve to talk to Michelle Obama when you over here looking like an obese pug dog and shit. <laughs> Oh, man. He knows Yo. the greatest thing about it is the fact that she got fired. Uh, let me finish this. Let me top this shit off. She looked like the wrong. She looked like a roommate of Rosie O'Donnell, and they share the same dick hole underwear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna take a spin off of what you said. The bitch looked like the love child of a Michelin tire man in Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Yo, on some real shit. That one come after. First and foremost, she just agreed with a friend that Michelle Obama was a ape on heel in heels. But I'm gonna tell you something. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't agree with any motherfucking thing. Let's deal with our black queens, motherfucker. I'm gonna tell you this right the fuck now. We gonna roast the ever living fuck out of you. I'm you gonna roast what? her friend too. Her friend looked like she just finished like eating like 18 fucking meth edibles, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hey, honey, this got bleach in it. Be careful. Meth. Ooh, meth. 
Remember them fucking, remember them fucking little weird looking shits on Men in Black, the little weird little ant looking motherfucking oh, thing. Worm, worm, worm looking motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord Jesus, stop me. <laughs> Yo, my God, man, why, why she looked like the motherfucking trailer that fucking. Uh, Oh fuck! All right, fuck joke. I'm, I'm drunk as hell, but still. Bitch, look, yo, man. Hey, the bitch look like the poster child of adulthood obesity. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, but yo, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yo, but yeah, <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. First of all, Obama's the most disrespected president of, of all time. He, his family's been the under more scrutiny than any other president in the motherfucking world and I've, I'm really getting tired of this shit because and I know it's because he's black I hate when people say it's not because he's black we're not racist no fucker I don't see the same fucking treatment for every other president that's fucked up the goddamn country so first and foremost he is probably made this country as crazy as he is is he the most killingest president with the drone strikes and yeah probably yes but you know what other president has not for real, and that's what I tell people. And and the only reason that there are some things he didn't get to do that he promised is because we had a Republican Congress that wouldn't sign off on nothing and made the man's life difficult every day in the office. Every day. Oh, I have a great idea for the Americans. Denied. Like, okay, this could be good for you too and your kids. We don't care. It's from a black man. Denied. Like, that's a, swear, that's a day in Congress. I swear they had big signs. I don't fuck with you on repeat. <laughs> he most definitely gonna leave the motherfucking White House saying I don't fuck with you. Yo, did y'all see that fucking um video of Joe Biden fucking taking a picture with his wife and Joe and uh, Mike Pence's what him Mike Pence and his wife? Yes, and there's, and the, some guy asked him, "Are you smiling because you like Mike Pence?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Are you saying you don't like Mike Pence?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, yo. "Yo, Joe Biden for president, yo, 2020." Biden need to be motherfucking president. Why did he, he he ran too? Which sucks. This time. Yeah, he. Yeah, but he honestly he would against in the primaries with Bernie there and Hillary would have been hard for him. Really hard. If he had the meme shit going in before then, he would have been really in. Like the, oh hell yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, I, I'm convinced he says all the shit that the memes say. <laughs> for real, I'm man. That's too, that, that, that's too obvious. You see that man roll his eyes, and when he when Obama was talking about uh, Trump, you saw that man roll his eyes. Yo, yo, fucking buying a gangster, nigga. I don't, I don't give a fuck. No, fu- yo, real shit. He is Clinton number two. He's Bill. He really number- is. He is the, the the return of Bill. That's and they're afraid of that. You know what? Here's the cold part about Bill Clinton. Because when Bill Clinton was president, I was a child, but I always had a pleasurable vision of Bill Clinton, even as a child. Bill oh, Clinton, yeah, no, I did too. Like, Bill Clinton is not one of these presidents where he don't associate with every race. 
what made I, I guess I'll say white America what upset white America is that he partakes in black events such as big ass bowls of cereal in the morning the nigga smokes I don't know if he smokes still but the nigga was cool with weed I don't get it like I said I was young I can't really get into the facts of Bill Clinton his actual and then on top of that how you gonna get mad at the president for having this? I no, how you gonna get how you gonna not consider Clinton a real motherfucker? I ain't gonna say a real nigga, but a real motherfucker. The nigga had a side bitch. Nigga got his dick sucked in the White House. In the White <laughs> House. And and you know, Monica Lewinsky was not looking that bad either back then. And no. she was a side bitch too. See, that's one thing. Pimping is universal. <laughs> Let's just let that be known. And I don't think Hillary likes men, to be honest. Like, I love, like, listen, I'm a, I'm a Hillary supporter to a huge extent in a lot of things. But, like, I think Hillary, Hillary, my Hillary might like her some cooch. I mean, think about this. <laughs> You're Bill Clinton. God damn it, you are Bill Clinton. Would you fuck Hillary? <laughs> Just being one of it. Yo, they mean Nah, man. She a nice lady, and and I think you know she's probably a crazy lady too. I mean, I could imagine when she's pissed off behind the scenes. Look, Hillary done kill people, so therefore, you know. Okay, but she a politician. They all like Obama probably has too. Nah, and, and she, Obama she, she, is somebody that I would shake their hand proudly and be like, Mister President, what is good? Take that man's head. I would hug that man. That man has made. And this he is did a lot of, of good stuff for America. Like the country is better off right now than know, under Bush. The Emotep niggas will, will probably say otherwise. But man, you know. don't even let me start on them. They don't even know how to properly like do the Egyptian religion. Well, okay. I'm gonna say is, all, look, look. All I got to say about the situation is this: Obama has made a lot of dreams as president. A lot of people's dreams, ancestors of mine, and yours, Charles, and even yours, Latchy, come true. How often, how many motherfuckers do you know that are dead would have actually ever believed he'd have a black president? Nah, there's a lot of people who are dead that they would never believe it. And, and what makes it even worse. He wasn't even a typical stereotype black nigga. Nah, he and he was a champion of humanity, honestly. Like, he, in his mind, it was like, yo, I'm going to treat everybody equal. I know some black people, some minorities had a problem with that. Like, oh, you know, what are you, you know, you ain't doing shit for us or this or that sometimes. Ooh. But it was like, honestly, like, he had to maintain balance by being president in this country he had to he had to balance it out he's like i'm gonna treat everybody the same everybody's gonna get the same treatment and that's the one thing i believe i'm talking about as a black man looking at other black looking at other black people who say stupid shit like this all the time in actuality what are we looking for are we looking for to be superior or are we looking for or are we looking for to be treated equally or are you giving a fucking handout? You know, I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to be 
treated as no fucking I'm not greater than any man. I am I am I'm I'm a man. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. You know? I don't want to be treated as any less or any more than what I am. All I'm asking for, not as a black man, not as not, not even as a man, as a human being, is an equal shot at life. The same shot you would give, let's say, Todd or Benjamin. <laughs> no, I'm really being serious right now. Y'all think I'm joking, but I'm like, I'm trying to be political. This is this is the political. You know what I'm saying? This ain't, ahead, even, this ain't even cash right now. This is Vince. This this, this is this, this is the political me. I want a fair shot. See me as a man. Or a human being at might trying to build something, trying to bring home things from my family, my wife, my kids, trying to be a part of this shithole of a thing you call civilization. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. It's good, but don't 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 look at me. I don't want a handout. I don't want no fucking I'm not looking for reparations because I'm not I'm damn sure not going to put somebody through something that they weren't even around for reparations is the last thing on my mind and that's a lot and that was the first thing that black people were screaming when Obama got elected reparations that's the first thing they thought was going to happen niggas was finna get paid and that was so far from the truth and that right there is what pisses me off about my own race it's like y'all more worried about getting money in your pocket and being for some shit that you weren't even around for than equal rights. You know the shit that our that our ancestors fought for. You know the shit that Martin Luther King marched for. You know the shit that Malcolm X preached about. You know shit like that. Equal rights. Equal rights does not mean okay. We're gonna give you all the shit you guys. We're supposed to have 20, 50, 120 something years, fucking years ago. No, equal rights consist of I'm going to treat you as an equal. You're not a superior. And you damn sure not no motherfucking overlord. It's equal rights. Don't fucking look to be treated as a charity case when truth be told, you ain't really struggled like anybody in the past. All you're trying to do is milk off some shit that happened to our ancestors. And it truly didn't really deficit you. It didn't hurt you. You feel me? You just looking for a handout so you can get you some new weave or some new J's, you broke ass bum bitch. Get a fucking job. Moving on. Damn. Damn. I could, God. I can agree. Well, I can't agree. But I think he, Kaz will kill me. But, um,. <laughs> but, oh, no, man. You gotta be to agree with a, with a couple of the statements, though. A couple of the statements he said, like if you really think about it, it's like sad but true. It is sad. It is Everything sad. I said is sad but true. There is not a false statement I have made during this whole conversation. The only thing that I've said that is false during the time we started this show till now is that Mr. B is my fucking son. When everybody knows that Mr. B had a sex change. 
Oh fuck oh. you, niggas. <laughs> like, 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 like real shit, like no bullshit. I don't feel like, and this is just my personal intake on it. I don't expect none of you to feel the way I feel. I don't accept handouts. If you're gonna force it upon me, who am I to turn you down? But I'm not looking for a handout. I'm not looking for reparations, and I'm not looking for an apology for slavery. Yeah, it's fucked up. It was fucked up, but how are you going to apologize for something that truly, and quote me if I'm wrong, we still are. What the fuck has changed from 1850 to 2016? And it's funny you say that because and, like and that you is... You know what? Now I can agree with your statement all the way. No, because it is, and that's what the alt-right has said. The alt-right has basically said about us is that we're still slaves economically because they feel that we still depend on them to survive. Like, that's what the alt-right said. The alt-right was like, we don't want to get rid of you. We want to remind you what your place is because you need us. We don't need you. That's what he said. That's what Richard Spencer said. He said, you need us, but we don't need you. I think I think I, if I ever met Richard Spencer, I probably would knock him the fuck out. And the funny part is he will be mad respectful towards you and everything. And that's the crazy part is that he's the ultimate low life piece of shit. And yet he'll be like the most utmost respectable person because in his mind, he has to show that the white race are people of decency and superior. Decency morally. Saying that shit ain't decent to me. Saying that shit ain't decent to me. Saying that shit makes me want to see this nigga on motherfucking site. Like, coming back to this uh, Mayor Beverly Whaling shit, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Don't ever disrespect our black queens. Do you understand that Michelle Obama had that fucking cover, had that fucking photo shoot with, with fucking Barack Obama, my nigga? And she had like the ass that just popped up out of nowhere, like fucking new sidebot on a fucking character select screen. Do you understand that's a hit and fucking character, nigga? Like, come on, my nigga. You need to fucking get this shit together. And she was on Vogue too. She was on elegant, like elegant, you know, magazines. But then you want to talk about Melina Trump, who oh, Melania did, did porn. And I'm sorry, like I see her and Trump. All I think is moose and squirrel. Like, <laughs> Winkle is about to come on. But yo, like, hey guys, it's Bullwinkle. Oh shit, man. But yo, uh. Fidel Castro's dead, man. And um really confused. Like I see people that love him. Country. First we got people like Spacier that know some shit that, you know. Most people well, first and foremost, I at the end of the day. I loves to paint people who are not American as monsters. That from Gaddafi to Saddam Hussein, so all these people. And I'm not saying the American people, but I'm talking about American media, uh, American government. Tell us these things, and I'm just gonna tell you this right now. Ever since we 
that says America has killed those people in the regime. The countries have gotten worse. Much worse. But and, see, that's uh, the only difference with, with this situation, though, is that, like, he made his country worse. Well, there's some people who don't think that. They feel that he, he was an advocate for people who were black and stuff like that. A lot of people are, like, very afraid about the fact that Assad is secure. First and foremost, I feel like this. Why y'all want to... Why do they even give a fuck about bringing Assad Shakur back to motherfucking USA just to put her in jail? She's old. It's over. Like, stop. Worth it. But I, I say... I say this. See, what you got to understand about the situation, it's like a nice child molester. He's still a child molester. He might say, oh... I'm going to buy you Xbox I'm going to take you here I'm going to give you money I'm going to buy you whatever you want But you're going to suck this dick That's Fidel Castro Because it's like okay I'm going to give you free education Free health care And I'm not going to Judge you Based on your skin color But guess what You're not allowed to have More than this amount of meat this amount of rice you're not allowed to go here that person can go there he's an american tourist he can go there but if i catch your ass talking to him you're going to jail oh by the way your bitch is fine as fuck let me fuck oh no a day later oh you broke the law you're going to jail oh what did i do and they'll make some shit up bro I've heard of torture. I've heard of rape. I heard all kinds of things from Cuban exiles, black Cubans included. Do not fall for the hype. He does that shit to look good on the outside. He'll go and do mad humanitarian shit in Africa. He'll whoa, lend support. Whoa, he'll send, whoa, he'll send hospitals. But don't, but don't our politicians do the same? <laughs> They they do, but come on, yeah, the but you know no. what? We do get treated a little better. Cause guess what? Just See, for, you can't why? be you 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 can't be taking it with a half glass full and shit, man. You first of all, yeah. you came and say, oh, bro, give them, season one, we would be in. If this was Cuba, we would have went to jail in season one for half the shit okay. we said about the government. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, hold on, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Hey, hold on. Wait a minute. And before we carry on, <laughs> I, I told you I'm going to do this shit every time y'all say something about the government. Fuck Donald Trump. Word up. Oh, yeah. Always. Most definitely. But yeah, like, yo, if you talk to some Cuban exiles, if you talk to this family that just moved to my building a few months ago, they will tell you that. Compared to where they came from These are black Cubans by the way Compared to what they went through in Cuba America and American Racism is okay with them Dang. Compared to What they went through Because I have news for you Fidel is still a white Cuban Fidel's regime That rules They're still light skinned The people in power and who are rich And who are the communist government They're white Mm. Ain't no black people except the army. 
Well, like I said, I mean, you know, because Nas yeah. right now is catching mad fucking flack online right now. Of course he is, because there's you gotta understand, Masio, this city of Miami was in. I've never seen something like that where thousands of thousands of people are celebrating a man's death. Usually it'll be mourning or no. Do, do, it you, was, do you understand? Do you understand? We celebrated Osama bin Laden's death. Not the way they did in Miami and celebrated <laughs> Fidel. Okay, they weren't get. I ain't getting no free food when when uh, Bin Laden died. They ain't giving me free drinks. Why didn't you call me? What you want? Why didn't you call me? I would have hooked you up, my dude. Like what the fuck? They ain't do none of that when Osama Bin Laden died. But here in Miami, they gave out free drinks, free food. There was salsa music everywhere. Niggas was playing the conga drums, bro. Everywhere. Cars were honking, roads were closed. Come on. Hey yo, remind me to come to Miami that time. I'm on that time next year. Hopefully they have a big blowout. <laughs> yeah, they they, they like, just might. Uh, I have a, a fucking Fidel fest. Fidel's dead <laughs> fest or some shit like that. Yeah, and, and bro, Ooh, there were there were old people crying like Husband and wives crying because they were talking about how that man took everything. Like, yo, my grandma's husband, he's he's a Cuban that left exiled. He was a farmer. They took his farm. They took the mansion that his family had. They took his boats. They took everything he had. He came to New York with nothing. And the only reason they let him stay in the country is he joined the army and fought in Korea. Get the mm. fuck out of here, yo. Oh what? And now, and now that you put that in these type of words, in, in these in these terms, man, fuck Fidel Castro and that bitch ass nigga. Fuck Fidel, no, I'm, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, man. Like, I like, like a fucking Reagan. Like nigga, like you can't do a bunch of dope shit and then be like, okay, that's gonna excuse all the all the fucked up shit. Like, it's gonna you gotta weigh it. It gets weighed. And his bad outweighs his good, unfortunately. Like that's that's the truth. We're gonna throw this shit to some street shit. I don't give a fuck how many niggas you didn't kill, how much how much dope you didn't sold, how much you done put in for the hood, how much time you served in the county. You snitch one time, all that shit's null and void. Exactly. Exactly, it's the same principle here. Like it don't matter how much free healthcare and education you did, and 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 all of that. When your people are living poor and starving to death, and you're driving around like, check out my new Bugatti. Oh wait, you can't. You got to drive a 1953 Chevy because you ain't allowed to have shit. You ain't allowed to have private property. Meanwhile, I live in Havana and treat it like my own private island. Where I got like 20 properties that used to belong to other people, bad cars, eight women, and about 16 kids, and eight of those children I don't even claim. Damn. Like, Man. fuck Riddell. For real, all he is is another tyrant that came into the scene with a good idea and yes it is the fault of oppression and racism that he even came to power because the person before him 
was a puppet of our government, yes. And at the time, a very like you think our government is was racist now. It was really racist back then. We're talking about the time of segregation, and they had segregation in Cuba, just like the United States, because it was the American thing to do. Like yeah. you had a club, the most popular club in Cuba called the Tropicana. And the only time you would see black people there is if they're the ones bringing you the drink and everything. Actually, I found out Celia Cruz was the first black person that wasn't staffed to get some respect and love there. And they had to just do it because she had went platinum and she was one of the first black artists to ever go platinum, period. Black Cuban, right? She's yeah. Cuban. All right, thank you. Yeah, but she black black like she's like she will tell you about her African roots and it's in her music and she's even into the African religion. The the she was even into um Santeria and all that. Like she was like you wanna talk about pro black? There was a lot of pro black that came out of Cuba and a lot of those pro black people got screwed over by Fidel too. Like it is what it is. Sure, you know, he, he gave asylum to a couple people but he only did that to piss America off not because he cares it's because he knows America will be pissed off that's the only reason he did it you know yeah. truth be told bro I know y'all don't really see a side a, a side like this all the time but like real shit it's shit like this where I start to understand what world peace truly means like when people were questioned when people asked for world peace cause truth be told look at us we ain't the richest man we ain't rich at all but we have but we're striving for greatness and we have and, that right to and that freedom to I mean yeah it, it, that freedom is a little bit threatened right now but we live in a country where we fight for that if we have to and we have yep. that right like, we, like let's be real we don't want to take certain things for granted either like there's certain places you don't want to live in, especially in Latin America, like in a, like in Venezuela. Ain't no fucking food, none. Like this is a lot we take for granted. But think about this: I probably won't be able to be comfortable at night. See, I understand why some of these celebrities do all this do all this humanitarian work. I understand it because we out here doing, we out here just living it up. And there's people out there who ain't eating, who are being treated as nothing, like the people in Cuba were. Yeah, and, and we have, a, like, me and uh, Mr. B have a mutual homeboy, Frankie Metals, who, let me tell you something, every time, every time that nigga goes to Cuba... Who, who I just found out just now follows the Indigo podcast on Twitter. You know, if all the people who are on Twitter right now go to Indi go to at Indigo Pod, at G you know, you know, follow us. We follow back. But um, yeah, go back to yeah. Story. He he goes he goes to Cuba ever so often, and you know, and then he'll he'll come kick it over here in Miami 
while waiting for his flight to go back up north or whatever. And you know, like he tells me about how it is in Cuba. Like he told me a story where like the nigga had bread, like mad money, and he wanted to buy meat for his family. And the meat market told him we ain't got no meat. And he's like, Okay, when are you gonna have meat then? And they're like, We don't know, maybe sometime next year or in a couple months when the government gives it to us. So it's like even if you come stacking like you you caking you got mad hella bread you're trying to get this you know you're trying to feed your family you're gonna buy all this meat like we do in dr in dominican republic we go there we buy mad meat stock up the freezer family be good you know thank you family from america but in cuba it don't matter how much money you have they ain't got no meat so then they got to depend on the black market over there and then if they get caught by the black market they get tortured and beat and imprisoned like it's not just Guantanamo Bay with our government where there's beatings and tortures going on that's normal in Cuba that's criminal justice in Cuba point blank yeah. it, ain't, it ain't really no criminal shit you know you're trying to eat to, eat to live to survive, man. well in their mind in the communist mind nah nigga you don't own that piece of fruit that belongs to the, to the people and you just stole from the people so you deserve to die even though the people don't see that piece of fruit it's more like the communist regime see that piece of fruit see, communism might work in china but that shit don't work in cuba because it's not it's not real communism it's more like it's a it's a dictator who's a fascist who's who's a nationalist that uses communist values and use social socialist programs but he ain't a you know he ain't a true communist because the Chinese they're doing business in America and I don't see nobody putting them in jail. Their economy's growing, so they must be doing some shit right in China, but they ain't doing it right in, in Cuba. Yo, man, we gonna get out. We gonna get off this, man. And yo, want to be alive and dead. What do you want to hear first? What, what's the what you here? <laughs> Man, where do we begin? Which, what do we want to begin with? Alive or dead? We're gonna be. Let's let's start this off on a positive. All right, the positive is COD is under Call of Duty is underperforming and got a, a seven point seven on IGN, and, and IGN has been sucking COD's dick for years. So I'm end of an very Era. Now, we talk about this about this whole situation. I'm pretty much I already told them what it was. Mm-hmm. The fans were didn't the fans didn't really give a fuck about this sequel coming out. And yeah. remember, and remember, um, it did come out, Kaz. Uh huh. And we try to check our friends list to see who had it. I think out of. I think out of 68 online friends, I'm kind of popular, uh, <laughs> out of 68 online friends, two of those friends of mine were playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Only two. No, wait. It was one. No, yeah, yeah it was two. It was Dank and uh, I don't know who else, but... Uh, only two. They was, playing, they, were, they was playing a different version of Call of Duty, though. They weren't even playing the the new one. They were playing, they I think, uh, Black, Ops. No, 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 Black Ops. No, Dank was playing Infinite Warfare. 
You're right. It was one. Dank was playing Infinite Warfare, and the other homie was playing Black Ops Three. <laughs> God damn. And then I went on my shout shit. Out, hey, shout out my boy, man. Shout out my boy, Dank Dillis, man. I see you, baby. And I went on my damn friends list. I saw nobody playing it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is crazy. There's no way in hell that bought this game." And being that Call of Duty is like the, everybody's fucking. That's a, that's a Negro game, spiritual game, right there. Call along it, with I, all this. I don't think I don't think Call of Duty is a Negro spiritual game. Oh, you don't think so? No, nah, I don't think so either. Because there's a big following of white people that love playing Call of Duty, like hard body. Because I got I, I got a I got a bunch of my homies. They would rather play Battlefield than than Call of Duty. Well, Battlefield is a better know. game. Period. Battlefield is the dopest shooter right right now, as far as the new ones that just came out. Well, I'm gonna tell you this right now. The best shooters right now is Battlefield One. I started playing with CJ and um and Tez, Tez the kids. Shout out to them. And um, you playing with True Lex too? Um, I heard. Really yeah, True Lex as well. And um, fuck you. He said fuck True Lex, but um. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Titan, and Titanfall Two, man. Titanfall Two, man, is under fucking rated. It's a dope shooter. I can't wait till they release new content for it. Because from what I've heard, the content is going to be it's a new thing for you know a lot of these other games like do microtransactions and all the other shit. The what content, the new content, and the maps. Be mad, Xbox. Be mad. Titanfall 2 is better, and it's also on PlayStation. Be mad. I mean, think about this. When Call of Duty first came out, I mean, or Infinite Warfare, might I I say, there was more people playing Farmer Simulator. (laughs) This is a true statement. I I, I still don't understand that game, but yeah, I I did see a couple people Yo, 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 shout out, shout out, to, shout out to Tall Can. He was the one who showed me that shit. That shit was funny as hell. Farmer, farming, farmer simulation had more gameplay, buys, and interaction than Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. That is why. And that game, it's stupid. I mean, it's not stupid, but it's. It, it, we're not interested in that shit at all, to be honest. It's just you would rather play that than call it the new Call of Duty. I mean, damn. I mean, shit. How you gonna? I mean, hey, if it's a good game, it's a good game. But this game, trash. I mean, I thought, I thought me and me and Mister B, we watched the PlayStation of. Uh, the, the um, what, what's it called again, Charles? That E3. Uh, E3, watch E3 together. Yeah, we watched E3 together. Like, we literally sat down on my TV and his TV and watched E3 together. And it looked it like it was gonna be dope. Beta was looked- garbage, though. No, we, we, we thought it would be dope. Think about it. In space, no, my no, dude. The space battles did look dope at the time. But then, it but then you ended up but she ended up finding out that in the multiplayer there are no space battles. It's been all these years. Exactly. And they like over- the, uh, the, the, see, the on the beta that I played, 
played exactly like the last Call of Duty to come out on PlayStation. I can't think of the name of it. Um, yeah, it was, Black Ops. It plays just like Black Ops. I tried it one time. Or was it Advanced Warfare or something like that? Just like Advanced Warfare. All it is, is it, it looks like a DLC version of Advanced Warfare. Damn. Nothing changed. No space battles. No nothing. No none of that beautiful shit they were showing at E3. Nothing. And Garland, that, was, that, was, that was all in story mode, to be honest. That was I not one time and the only reason why i played it because a lot of my friends were playing it my boy chuck dog yo shout out chuck dog uh my boy kiro boy shout out kiro all my boys were playing it you know what i'm saying we was lit and it was just fun because we haven't played a shooter since playstation 3 that we all enjoyed but once we started playing it we started to understand that we probably won't get this game no, no, not at all. There's no point in getting it. Streaming it. I didn't even bother streaming. And you know, when I get a game, I'm streaming. Mm-hmm. I didn't even bother because it was like, what's the point? I'm- yeah, and then I was I was talking with my boy Rel um, at Chili's another a couple day, a day ago, man. I was asking him about the fucking um, the beta, and he was like, "Yo, like these weapons, are like they." If you just got killed like every second, like it was like even responding, you got killed mad quick. It was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm a, and and I'm good at first person shooters, but yeah. when your best weapon is a sniper rifle that locks, I think it locks on, and it's a one shot kill no matter where it hits you, arm, body, head, leg, toenail, one shot kill. Yeah, that's not a good game. That's not even no. at all. Like, That's- shit, even, even in fucking Battlefield 1, it takes more than one fucking one shot to snipe the nigga. So, like, it's like bullshit. Headshot. That's understandable. But a body shot? No. I still have time to go to the doctor, get patched up, and come back to kill you. There's no way in hell. No way no. in hell. But yo, fuck, 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 fuck being like, what a time to be dead, yo. Like, we all know Trump is going to be a presidential elect and all that other bullshit until, uh, what is it, December 19th, uh, the, the fucking electoral college? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. They're coming together, and there's also several um, attempts at recounts going on because they discovered foul play in Wisconsin. They're looking into it in Pennsylvania, and they're petitioning it in Florida. And if she ended up having more votes, they have to change the electoral college to a Democrat electoral college, and she basically wins. I mean, that's one of the scenarios they're pushing for. Another one is to put in place a whole different candidate, but still keep it Republican to kind of at least appease the Republican Congress. And then there's just a lot of different scenarios going on, but there's a lot of bullshit going on, and there's a lot of foul play and evidence coming out. So we just have to see what, what's going on. And if for some reason none of that works and he does get sworn in, um, he's not going to sleep. He's not going to have a day of rest while president because this nigga's going to have way too much opposition. 
and I already told you some of, some of my some of my more extreme theories that I'm gonna leave out of this episode. Yeah, we're gonna get out of that, man, and we're gonna go into this fucking Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar match. Now, I was like, I was like, what, what was the pay per view? Was it Survivor Series? Yeah, it was Survivor Series. Like me and Kaz was online, you know. Shout, shout out to the homie Sleepy J, you know, scheme. You know, shout out to them, you know. He fucking gave me his uh, password and his fucking uh, his login for, for you know WWE Network. And I got a chance to look at Survivor Series, Shield Reunion, all the other shit. Um, but this fucking match between Goldberg. It just—I—I I, I don't know how to really feel about that match, man. I don't know. I just don't like. A lot of people feel that that's how it should have happened because it's Goldberg. But my nigga Goldberg hasn't been wrestling for ten fucking years. He's fifty years old. There's no way in hell that he should be able to do the thing, do to be able to, you know, he did. Really, even wrestle. That was just. Two, two spears and a fucking jackhammer. That's all it was. And they weren't even even really good spears. They weren't even no. good high impact spears. Well, you know he ain't gonna be able to do that shit no more. I mean, I know this, but come on, man. Okay, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead and say what you gotta say so I can put my input nah, on it. Nah, but at the end of the day, I felt like whoever who paid to go to that event was shit. And I felt it was kind of weird to see all of them cheer. It was like, what the fuck? Y'all are happy that y'all got a fucking five second. To me, it felt like five seconds. It was like a minute match. It wasn't even a minute. It was 45 seconds. I don't know what the fuck it was. I'm not counting the inches like some dumb fuck ass people would be doing. But, um. Kobe. <laughs> yeah, Kobe. Um, Arson. Um, um, uh. yeah. Yo, don't hate on Kobe. Nah, I'm not talking about Kobe. I'm talking about Fat Kobe. Yo. I'm talking. See, Kobe, Fat Kobe, Akio, the boy. Shout out the boy, Fat Kobe. You know what I'm saying. Oh, good groceries. Good groceries. Chitlins and shit. And to all the people that we like, we mentioned all these fucking people's names. Yo, we play video games a lot, and we play on PSN. You know, you can you can follow us whenever. Like, we feel like giving out our fucking PSN names. We don't like y'all all that much, but um. Fuck y'all! You give me all shit, man. Fuck the niggas. Yeah, shit, man. We don't play with y'all. We play with ourselves. Wait, wait, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> whoa, pause. Uh, whoa. Oh, that, that do say start to leak out again, Charles. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's so bad about this? I am sober. But, um. <laughs> Bullshit. All, all, all I know is that that was, that was a travesty. And I felt like when me and Kaz looked at that shit, we had to look at it like, we was like, no way in hell. No, that's. This is. Let's. Okay. Let's speak about. The Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. This is the man who's ended the streak. He's the one in 21. This is the man who's broken Triple H's arm. Twice? I thought it was twice. Okay, whatever. Bashed John Cena. Bashed every... 
body. And you mean to tell he's had longer match. His match with Roman Reigns was longer than this. And you mean to tell me. 50-year-old Goldberg. Hasn't been in a 10 fucking in a fucking ring for 10 fucking years. Think about it. All it takes is two bootsy ass horrible botch spears and a jackhammer where Brock had to help him lift them up with. Mm-hmm. That was it. This is the man who's been pedigreed, hit with a sledgehammer, hit with stairs, hit with chairs, choke slam, tubestone, FU'd. Um, speared. Uh, and by the way, Roman Reigns' spear looked better than Goldberg's spear that night. Uh, Superman punched, power bombed. And you mean to tell me all it took was two whack ass, horrible spears, and a jackhammer. And that's what it takes to take down the beast incarnate. And you expect me as a fan, knowing it's fake, I understand that. We know wrestling is not real. It's scripted. We know this. Scripted would, you expect, story would you expect me as a fan to believe that that's believable? When you take a man who's been through all this and overcame to lose to a motherfucker. Well, you can't you can't say he overcame it. He really fucking tortured those fucking people. <laughs> like he really that those those shits weren't fucking matches that he was having. He was jail straight destroying people in matches. Oh, so what is his punishment? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But what is being told right now is that they have a longer deal for Goldberg, and which are what people ought to know right now, he is number one in the Royal Rumble next year. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I don't know if you guys have... I don't know how you guys feel about Ring of Honor, but I heard Ring of Honor is really nice this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's dope this year. You know, oh, Adam, yeah. It's always dope. I'm actually I'm washing my hands with WWE as a whole. The only thing that I will accept... The only thing I will partake in WWE... NXT? No. 2K17. I'm done. I can't. NXT is dope, and this is I, okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm deal with NXT, but I'm done with Raw. I'm done with SmackDown. I'm done with any major pay per view, any minor pay per view. I don't care. For the simple fact that you made these people, you pulled a Kanye West only days after Kanye West pulled a Kanye West. <laughs> That's what we're doing now, Vince. That's what's out in the streets. Being a bitch, nigga. But also, there's also been a rumor that he, that Goldberg was actually injured. Yeah, that was a yeah. Okay, but still, and he and he really pulled off more than he can chew. He didn't really tell the officials. And Yo, they, all they, they're, they're they're setting up Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania Part Three. Why? Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, where's my damn weed at? Um, the last two matches have been ass. Well, you know what? Well, everybody knows what happened with that first match. They both were getting out of their contracts, and they did not give a fuck. Okay. What about this one? He was injured. I can't wait to hear what the next excuse is gonna be. 
I, I don't even know. At this point, I want to see what happens in the World Rumble. I really don't want Goldberg to win the fucking World Rumble. Even though can, he's at. Can we have a moment of silence for WWE's moral respect? They're putting up all these fucking old ass talent. Like, you know, we, we already preached this whole shit about hip hop being ageless and all the other shit. But I feel like this. All the talent that be working their asses off in the back and shit like that, and they're not getting they just do, but these you have these fucking part-time motherfuckers getting all the fucking like glory and shit like that, and they not even really make wrestling good matches and shit like that. I find that fucked up. No, it is because it's different. This is you know, this is like athletics. You know what I'm saying? This is you got it is that is a young man's game. When you're you're being athletic you know, of course, there's always an exception to the rule. Like, I'll say, I remember, like, when The Rock came back and fought John Cena, he was in great shape, like, if he was still he young. Was in, he, but, he was in great shape, but I saw him being carried through that match that he had with John Cena. He, you know, he really, he didn't really have it. I was only seeing it a little bit that, yo, he really was being carried through that match. Like, there were parts where he just couldn't take the pain that he would keep at, in these matches anymore. So... Everybody- Everybody can't be like Ric Flair. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh no, because Ric Flair didn't. Because Ric Flair didn't stop. That's the thing about it. Ric no, Flair he didn't. Stopped. I think the biggest match for Ric Flair in his oldest age came from Undertaker and Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Don't even start on age, because we know Ric Flair was old. He's, he, he is old. You have someone like Ric Flair who wrestled someone like The Undertaker. Fuck the fake blood, because yeah, some of it was probably fake. Okay, whatever. But you have a person like Ric Flair who could wrestle a long... That was a long match with him and Undertaker. That was a very long match. So you mean to tell me, Ric Flair, who, by the way, is smaller than Goldberg, can wrestle that long, and Goldberg can't wrestle a decent match? That's why I feel like... I feel like it could have lasted for five, at least five minutes. It could have lasted a lot longer, but WWE, I don't know if it's the writers... I don't no. know. If, no, it's the writers. Well, the I writers think, don't you, you have. The, the, you, they don't have the creation that the older writers used to have. The older writers had so much more to offer to fans like you and me. So much more than what these new artists, these new writers, these scripters are putting up, and it's like. Have you not noticed the changes in WWE as far as superstars and writers? Let's look at this for a second, just for a brief second. In the past four, fuck it, six years, superstars who were low budget, who were not on the, who were not as major as the big three or anybody else at that time. 
left WWE to become world champions. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, Ken Kennedy, Ken Anderson, excuse me. Uh, the list goes on and on. Matt Hardy was a Ring of Honor world champion. Now TNA world champion. Jeff Hardy, yeah, he left world champion, but he was a TNA champion. Ken Kennedy, highest title he got to the United States champion. You know what? My, I have, I have a crazy theory on why the the pay per views have been less of quality. Do you understand? Before the WWE Network, how much did it cost to get a WWE pay per view? I think it was like twenty something dollars. It was more than that. It was like forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, depending on the pay per view, because I know WrestleMania was forty bucks. It was like forty, but pay per views like uh, No Mercy, No Way Out. Survivor Series was one of the big three. The big three. As far as pay-per-views, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. Yeah, those are but that's but you're right. That's why it's went down because now the WWE Network is what nine ninety nine, and before like getting a pay-per-view, you had to pay them forty dollars. Pay-per-view is dead. Well, yeah, pay-per-view is dead. And now they they feel like just because we pay we let you pay this little premium of price, we can give you just anything we fucking want. That's true. that's pretty much it. That's true. And and you've agreed to and, and not us, but we've agreed and you've agreed to that. I mean if you good Yeah. This is another Fidel Castro movie. Great idea. Horrible output. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, off that shit, man. Um, since we're coming to a close of the show, I just want to say shout out to the listeners. We have at least almost about to be eight episodes that pass two hundred mark, and um, you know, of course, it's in the first season, and we got one episode in the second season that crossed the two hundred mark. Shout out to Red Ryan and Marlon Sullivan who was on the on the Fresh War Paint episode, and um. Going back through the season, we had some great guests. We, of course, had one of our greatest guests tonight because, you know what, we've been like saying, like, he's been like asking, when am I ever going to get on this damn show? And, um, you know, I just didn't know when was the right time. And I was like, you know what? Just fuck it. You know, Sam Black's people didn't get back to us. Sorry, I'm, I'm putting people's names out there. And, um, you know, um, you know, I'm not gonna get mad about it, you know. But that's what that was supposed to be our our last guest of the of the season. But you know, things didn't happen the way they were supposed to happen, and um, you know, I felt like we got the better episode anyway. I feel like we got, you got three dope ass motherfuckers in a motherfucking um, um, chat room together to things that are happening in the world and, and entertainment, politics, and music, and um. You know, all I can say is that yo, we, we interviewed heavy bags before the for the racism scandal. I don't want to be a dick about that, but 
We had Annie, who was about to be a, a major, major superstar. I feel she is. Uh, Quentin LG. We had Tall Ken and Matias Cruz talking about taking DMT and the fuck with the lights off. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of fucking girls. <laughs> We, we that had was a crazy of, episode. That episode was crazy. I, I I still don't try DMT for the life of me. I know I talked to somebody about that episode. He was saying like, "Yo, you ever had an episode about talking about DMT?" He said, "Yeah, we did actually." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. But um, yo, man, like, what what are you thinking, season man? Man, I'm just thinking, you know, whenever we do our episodes and everything and we reflect on life and what's going on you know there's just um growth growth in in our personal lives and it just makes me hopeful for the things we're gonna do in the future and like I know Kaz is relatively new to the show and um, for everybody who doesn't know Kaz is a part of Golden Era Music Group. If y'all didn't know nothing about that, and now you know, motherfucker. I hate all y'all. But um, you better act like you know. Yeah, like I said, man. So we don't know. We, we don't know what we're gonna do. I think we're gonna. Are we gonna make him a podcast or we gonna make him a rapper? Or I don't know what we're gonna do. We might make them both. We <laughs> might make them both. So you get both streams of money coming in from sponsors and shit. So you know, I think we should definitely also, um, you know, when we when we decide to come back and everything, I I think you know we can have we can have Cass some more. Yeah, we should. We should. We should. I'm down. Yo, yo, I'm down for it too, man. Like I was like, yo, I have a feeling that he might be that third wheel that we might need. Like we never thought about getting one, but there might be some times we might bring you in. Yeah, you gotta have actually you gotta have three viewpoints. Like that's really how you cover everything. Man, we fucking refrigerator club. It's, oh shit! It's, it's supposed to be. You know, I mean, yes. It's just like you know, there's there's the click. There's the, the beatdown click with uh, the beatdown clan with fucking Undertaker, Rikishi, and all those other motherfuckers. You got the Bullet Club. You got the Refrigerator Club. We will raid through your refrigerator. We will also throw refrigerators at you. We will do all types of other shit that you, know, you, you never thought would ever happen. <laughs> and um, <laughs> in terms of all this, like, say, like, when we do come back, we are going to come back a little bit earlier than expected because... Needing that we're we're hit thirty episodes, we have two seasons underneath our belt. But one thing, we are nearing the one year anniversary of the Indie Gold Podcast in December eighteenth. I'm really like excited. Like we really lasted as long as we did, and I can't wait to give y'all probably two hundred. Ep- I don't know how many two hundred episodes, but hopefully, our pe- me and Teaser will probably pass the mail to somebody else. After like a hundred episodes of some crazy shit, but um, yo man, like this podcasting thing, man, I love. I've been doing this shit for about almost a year. Psh, fuck it, man. Like almost mind. two years now. It's, it's not. It's not. No, we're we're, hit, we're nearing the one year anniversary. You know, any goal right, started. Though, right. Started in December. Of 15. Started in December. 
18, um, 18, 18 for what I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, 2015, the year so. 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've been doing this shit, man, and um, some downs. Um, you know, we did talk about, you know, viewership being low this season, and I realized I look at a lot of podcasts. I look at a lot of people with starting podcasts. I look at a lot of people, and I look at their views, and I understand one thing. You got to take the small victories. Because I see people who make really good podcasts, and they've been doing it for two years. But they have it at 50 views, uh, over 100 to 200. We might be hitting over through to 300. So I gotta take. So I gotta stop thinking with the hat, the glass half full, and start realizing that we actually do take. We do have some victories with what we do, and you know what? I'm gonna push. I'm gonna progress the podcast culture too, and I want to start. You know, pushing other people on the other podcasting as well. But you know what? When it comes down to us, we're a family here. A great thing with the music. No, uh, December thirteenth, Crate Three is coming. Uh, December eighteenth, Labrea will be finally dropping his debut project on Golden Air Music Group called The Quiet Two the Vibes. Uh, so we're gonna be closing down December for you, motherfuckers. And of course, we're gonna have our anniversary episode of the Indie Gold Podcast. Oh yeah, we definitely gonna do that. So you know, like I don't know who we're gonna have as a guest. I don't know what we're gonna really do. I did say we wanted to do a Q and A, and we like probably answer like questions on whatever the fuck I wanted to answer questions on. But you know that that's out of here, no there. But I want y'all to understand, man. Like the Indigo Podcast is the source of culture for hip hop, politics, news, and entertainment. And I feel like anybody who I've been dealing with a lot of people coming up to me and asking me how to get in a podcaster. And my my solution, my answer for all of that is just do it. You know, research what you need. You know, I we don't have no crazy ass fucking equipment like fucking mixing boards and shit like that. We got microphones, a computer or a phone, and we fucking do our podcast. On, on a fucking Google Hangouts, which is a, this is a fucking extension of, of YouTube. So, you know, oh, I, felt, I, want every, I was surprised. I was like, what? That This is it? <laughs> yeah, it's how, we, it's, how, it's how we, see? Yeah, this is how we do it. It's how we do it because, you know, when you deal with distance, you know, when you know you have fast seasons living in um, Miami, I live in Jersey City. You know, you got to find a way to make as and being that this is a free service, which is a really good thing. Um, we're going to use that shit to the best of our abilities. And um, we're going to close the Indigo podcast, the season two, episode 30, Skew It on the Barbie. And if you don't know what the fuck Skew It on the Barbie is, you need to go to go and listen to a Quemini that trap. Oh. On Outcast album with featuring Raekwon, you fucking lost your mind. You don't know what the fuck that damn track is. This track is fucking dope as hell. So I just gave y'all some motherfucking hip hop history from the, from the motherfucking south. So yeah, man. So you know what, Caesar, close it out. Yeah, man. This is Fat Caesar, and uh, just like to thank everybody. And once more, you are tuned into the Indie Gold Podcast. And we will see you 
in our anniversary. And we will also see you next season. We out.